Okay, guys, we've got private matches. Like, let's roll the intro right now. Private matches. Let's go. Welcome. 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 Welcome to Uplink. Boom. What the heck, guys? What? <laughs> I honestly can't believe. Like, I'm still kind of in shock a bit. It's like it's a uh, some. I don't know. That was like Christmas morning for me. Like when I was a kid, I was just. When I found out, I just literally was borderline, like, shaking of happiness. Yes. <laughs> so good. My group, we've been lobbying for it for going on three years now. Then this game just comes out, and all of a sudden we got private servers, private matches, uh, and, yeah, I mean, our civil wars are just going to go nuts. <laughs> yeah, there's already so many ideas that are been, being floating around doing a all-support squad against an all-bomber squad, and... You know, <laughs> interceptors versus X-Wings, and yeah, it's just crazy what we're going to be able to do with this. So on the podcast today, I was like, okay, getting it together. Who wants to come on the podcast? Let's rock and roll. Well, first, one, uh, we were going to have uh, Sammy on the podcast, and then I caught a cold, and that got put on hiatus, but it was perfectly timed because yeah, now we can talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've got Sammy Boy on the podcast. I've got Rogue Wolf on the podcast, and then uh, from the one eighty first, we've got Hank on the podcast. Who, uh, congratulations, guys! You are the official winners of the first Creator Clash. That was an Thank honor you, to be there, and yeah, thanks to Wolf for helping us get into that. Well, the thanks goes to Sammy and Akros for having us. Thank you. <laughs> it was a great, great day. Hey. I think I think it's thanks all around to everyone. It was a big team effort. It wasn't, you know, Ark and I had a hand in setting it up, but we couldn't have done it without all you guys playing and all that kind of stuff. So I think everyone's a winner. Yeah. If only Rogue hadn't been practicing on us, and maybe we would have been able to go up against <laughs> you later. But <laughs> Sammy put I in tell a you, I was great actually effort. so glad you advanced to the next round. <laughs> yeah, would have felt that would have that would have stunk forever. <laughs> actually, rewatched that footage um, early this morning because I was going through recording size. I was like, oh, he <laughs> got to the next round. <laughs> Delete it. It was great. But yeah, let's let's jump into this pilot briefing here. As as you can tell, I'm still recovering from the uh, cold, but the show goes on. Humbled, that's the word of the hour for all of us on the team. The outpouring of support you've all shown us has been truly humbling. We set out to make Star Wars Squadrons. The team had a singular vision: make the next great Star Wars experience. We wanted to honor the classic games that came before us and provide everything to our players from the start in a nice, neat package. But then we showed the game to everyone and the reception was so much more than we could have hoped for. It only became more intense after release too, so we couldn't help but start working on something a little extra. Whoever announced that they were going to be, uh, Squadrons wasn't a live service, lied. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm so pumped for this. Really, really excited. This legitimizes and makes esports in Star Wars Squadrons viable. So Sammy, could you tell tell us a little bit about the process you guys went through on the Creator Clash and what that's going to look like going forward now that we have private matches? So a lot of the like planning of the Creator Clash was down to how do we do it? How do we, you know, we can't go head to head or we kind of figured out that you can, but um, we didn't really know that you could do that beforehand, so a lot of the 
planning process was literally what's the fairest way to score how do we do all this and then you know um, is there any other issues we need to work out with for example you know guys were matching up with um, Avenger 1 and all those guys were you know clearly going to win pretty much every single game that they play so it's kind of unfair for the you know if one team matches against them and the other doesn't it's kind of unfair so there was a lot of things that we had to plan out that really extended the the sort of planning phase which you know we've been we essentially have been working on the creator clash since the first trailer for squadrons like as soon as that came out we started working on ideas and everything and it was a very very long process and this is just going to make that so much easier because everything that we want to do can be done now we don't have to you know mess around for weeks thinking oh how are we going to do the scoring how are we going to do this we can literally just say all right we're doing a tournament head-to-head first you know you play one game and whoever wins moves on we can just do such simple tournaments like that Um, Mm -hmm. as well as just like fun little events we can do we can set up like races and stuff we can have 10 people in a lobby all using an interceptor and just make a course and make them you know race and see who wins we can do I'm pretty sure you can do like 1v1s and stuff because it it actually said you can do from 1 to 5 per team in the private matches so yes there's just unlimited things we can do now and it's yeah it's I know to the general uh, player base it's probably not I mean it's still good because there's the like the public custom matches as well so that's kind of just great for the Mm -hmm. general player base too but I think for the competitive scene and also just for content creators and stuff it's just like opened a gateway to just so many things that we can do now which is amazing to see definitely and as a little background so we've got two phases for this announced pilot briefing we've got the november update which comes with the new map foster haven uh from the game's first prologue mission uh we also get new components boost extension kit ion rockets, prototype piercing torpedoes, and anti-material rocket turret. And then in December, that's when we get the super hotly requested stuff, like the two new fighters. We're getting the B-Wing, Hallelujah, and the uh, TIE Defender, which I'm super pumped about, big fan of the bombers. And then custom matches. Uh, so th- I, I think it's best to just like read through what this says. And of course, above all else, well, maybe beside the cosmetics of the childs, there's something that's been greatly requested to be an addition to the game. Custom matches. We were so excited from the moment we heard about your community-run tournaments to actually getting to see them in action. So we knew this was something we had to provide in some way. Custom matches will allow one to five players per side across two teams to play on any of the now seven maps in both dogfight and fleet battles. There will also be some additional restrictions and modifiers that you can change. These include things like whole shield damage modifiers, uh, changing capital ship's health, restricting certain starfighters, and other tools to help you change how you play. With this, there will also be custom matches server browser for you to search through private matches made by your friends as well as public ones made by strangers. Like, this is exactly what we wanted. Uh, Rogue, how do you feel about this? When I first read it, I was like, that's not even um, custom matches light. Um, I honestly didn't have any hope for um, private matches in Star Wars Quadrants. because they said so many times they're not bringing a live service or additional content to it. And uh, given the experience with Star Wars Battlefront 2, I mean, like Hank said, we've been petitioning for that for 
basically since the game came out. And now to read that they will provide a server browser that you can tweak uh, certain things, um, that you can go 1v1, which will be huge for taking captures as well, because mm -hmm. you can then, you know, just bring in a friend and explore the map. Um, that's awesome. Um, it's full-fledged, in my opinion. It's what actually many other games uh, should have in terms of um, options for private matches or for custom matches. So it's awesome. It's just phenomenal. Thank you, Motive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is right. this is the dream. Uh, when we heard that private matches were coming, I was like, okay, we'll be able to pair up against friends, right? And then I see this, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yes, <laughs> finally, because this is like this is ex this is exactly what's needed for the future of like Star Wars Squadrons esports. Like, this is mm. amazing to see. Yeah, it's great that they they could have literally just made it so that it's only 5v5 and it's just that's all it is and that still would have been fantastic but yes. the fact that they went full custom with you can change the health of the capital ships you can do only one class you can do whatever you want essentially that they didn't have to do that and the fact that they went you know that extra mile to do that on top of just literally just adding private matches alone Mm -hmm. um that's that's just like the cherry on top they didn't they really didn't have to, i mean they didn't even have to add private matches in the first place but the fact that they just did the little extra bit just shows that they really do care about the community which is yeah that's exactly what we've been wanting <laughs> over there spoiling us motive yeah and i think this will be so huge for the longevity of the game as well um, mm -hmm. If you think of Starfighter Assault, I mean, we had never the biggest clan out there for Starfighter Assault, but a good amount of people. And eventually people stopped playing because we couldn't match up against each other anymore. That was the most fun we had, actually. I think Hank would agree. The civil wars we did amongst ourselves um, going up against friends was just awesome. And um, you could do that at the beginning of Battlefront. Mm -hmm. um, but then it stopped. Yeah, we eventually became the, the masters of cue sniping. Uh, we were just, I mean, we I, there were points in time where we had 12v12 with the Red 181st Civil Wars, and it was just the leader of one group, the leader of the other, 3-2-1. We got on the right server, um, you know, picked one that wasn't heavily populated, and we were able to get some really good Civil Wars. But uh, now we can just set up a match, announce it, and just mm -hmm. tell everybody, hey, 3 p.m. on Friday, be there. Definitely. Off we go. It really opens it up for the the future. I, I know a friend of the the podcast, uh, Boomstick, was was saying before, like if they add like if they had added private matches from the beginning, he would be doing weekly tournaments since the beginning. Um, and now we can have things like the Creator Clash World Tournament, or uh, we could have uh, or the Star Wars Legions World Tournament, the Operation Ace Open Tournament, as well as the Invitational. Like we have a whole host of things available to us now, and that's amazing to see. It, like you said, it's opening up the future. It, it extends the lifetime of this game i think uh before we were like okay yeah we can keep on playing like this a bunch of randoms and if we want to play against our friends we have to really do some work towards it but now like if we want to do a wayfinder uh civil war mm. kind of thing we can all hop in there and have some crazy fun like everyone has to be a support ship and then 
go that way. There's <laughs> all kinds yes. of crazy stuff you can do. Yeah, yeah it's sure. going to be so fun. So, Rogue and uh, Hank, could you give us a little bit of uh, background on what you guys, or your experiences with the community and what you've guys done with uh, the Battlefront games and then what you're looking forward to with... Um, the, the new addition to Squadrons? I'm, I'm probably one of the older gamers in this community. I'm 53. And I, I've been playing Battlefront for a, a while. And when, when, we first, when Battlefront first came out, the, the most current version, the 2017 version, I found out that I was pretty decent at Starfighter Assault. And um, eventually that led to getting a group of guys together. And we started getting war, uh, you know, battles with other clans in Starfighter Assault. And when the matchmaking came out, yeah, we couldn't do that anymore. So, like, like Wolf said, the community kind of died off. People went off and did their own things. I was actually at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago in 2019, and I quartered Ben Walk. <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, he was very nice about it, but I, you know, I, I was lobbying for the Starfighter Assault guys and it's like, we need private matches. We need, we need to be able to get into our own server and do our thing and just, you know, match up against, you know, us guys. And like, like Wolf said, um, previously, you know, you come into a, it, there's a group of 10 of us and we go into a go into a match and just completely run roughshod over whoever's there. Mm-hmm. And that got boring. It just, you know, the same match map over and over and over again. So, you know, we, we've been, we've been asking for it. We've, we've wanted it for a long time. And when this announcement came out, it just opened up an entirely different realm to keep our, you know, our, our clan together. Uh, everybody's excited uh, we're ready to just, I mean, this game, <laughs> in my estimation, well, and I'm probably overblowing it a little bit here. I was like, this could go a decade, man. Yeah. If the community supports it, like, I mean, the community was supporting the game in an esports way before it was actually supported in the game. So going forward with that, we basically got keys to the kingdom given to us and we can make the game what we want to make it now, which is awesome to see. So I can definitely see, like you said, this game having a lot longer lifespan than it normally would have without it. And if it's only us 20, 30 people playing, um, <laughs> if, if it's just us, we can um, launch a private lobby as long as um, EA Motive keeps the service up, we can play the game. Um, until they bring out a sequel, maybe. <laughs> That's the best part about it, I think, is that it no longer relies on the play base. It's no longer like... Uh, for example, at one point in Australia, Battlefront 2 was essentially dead. You couldn't find matches because no one was playing. But mm-hmm. with this, I know just in my own Discord server, there's always going to be 10 people that will play. So I could just play this for 10 years just with the, five, uh, the 10 of us. So it's... Yeah, the game has gone from possibly a six-month lifespan like it could have been by march april next year it could have been done so yeah. now it I'd, essentially has unlimited amount of potential definitely don't tell anybody but i'd pay for dlc just <laughs> me too oh me same too. it's 
Like already I was seeing there was definitely a lot of people in the Star Wars Squadrons community that were like, man, this game, I love this game. I love the the format of the game, but man, it's getting kind of stale. And I saw Mm. a lot of people that were in Squadrons go over to Battlefront and start playing some more Battlefront. And Mm. that was very interesting to see. And I think now we'll have a lot more surge in the reverse and then it'll balance out again. But hopefully we can make it such a an esports spectacle kind of thing that we can keep that player base up. That's the thing, because like if you have a really strong competitive scene and it's really interesting to watch, that only makes more people want to play it and then mm-hmm. you can just sort of build the player base through that. It's a pretty cheap game. It's cross play, it's all got it's got everything it needs that if I'm just some random guy and I see, I start watching randomly, you know, maybe I'm just a Star Wars fan, I haven't really played many games, and I see these really cool competitions and I start watching someone, I'm like, oh, damn, that looks really fun. Well, I might buy the game now, and it's those type of people that you can bring in, and it not only will private matches, you know, help with the competitive scene, but in, like, because of that, it's going to literally help with the overall sort of position of the game because, yeah if one thing's sort of thriving then the other the other side of it's going to be thriving as well definitely i think it will be good for new players as well that you won't always have um the top of the class squads um mm. storm through public lobbies because um <laughs> that's not fun for either side i mean we're yeah. far from that um but you know all these squads that are really really good in squadrons already whenever you match up against them <laughs> yeah they beat us pretty good um (laughs) and to think that these guys um can actually play against other elite squadrons in private servers instead of just pump stomping um that's Mm. a big plus as well because if you go through the reddit um uh, subreddit for squadrons there's quite a few posts actually of new players saying well it's a great game but i can't do multiplayer because everyone is just killing me i mean that's mm-hmm. basically an experience you make when you are new to a game but mm. i think this is on a different level because especially since the matchmaking kind of <laughs> sometimes puts level five guys against 140 guys yeah it's not fun yeah i've actually got a few of my own um like subscribers and moderators and stuff in my own server who before the game came out they were like super keen for it it was like really you know a lot of excitement and then i remember the time around the time that it sort of actually launched they were sort of a lot of them were busy and they couldn't play straight away but then two weeks after the game was out they were kind of like oh do i even like should i even play it now because everyone's going to be so much better than me that as soon as i join a game i'm going to get absolutely destroyed so i was talking it when when the announcement happened i was talking to a few in my discord and they were just saying like this is amazing because now you know, for example, if I'm streaming, I can just do a five v five with my own subs, and there's no, you know, we don't have to come up against those really, really good teams. That don't get me wrong, it's good to match up against guys like that and try and get better, but it's not always what you want to do. I don't always want to get just wrecked every single yeah. game, so <laughs> that's just great for everyone. That yeah, and yeah. not only for us, but for them, they they're probably sick of just f- destroying everyone else as well. They probably want mm-hmm. some good competition. So give me the challenge. Yeah, so now they can have their own, you know, they can, you can get the 10 best players in the world and go in the same lobby now, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah, um, it's a win-win, for, like literally no one loses from this whole situation, which is absolutely yeah. perfect. Unless you're paired up That's against Rogue and then could... you will lose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gave us a fight though. 
Uh, it was a close oh, game. Barely. I don't think so. Well, the <laughs> second game, I, I think if you pushed a little longer, <laughs> you basically could have could have even that 1-1. Yeah, the second game was better. That first game, you uh, literally like, could not have beaten us any better than what you did. Like we, I remember the game finished and we all just sat there like, "Well, what are we? <laughs> what are we do now?" <laughs> don't yeah, don't don't sell yourself short, Sammy. I, it, they we didn't. It wasn't like it was an easy thing for us. I mean, we had to we had to push. I, I mean, and it was uh, <laughs> they, there. There were some tough matches. I mean, there were. Gotta give it to you, man. Yeah, Sam, you and your insane numbers there. over there. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, um, one thing that you just said, uh, Sammy, is actually a thing I hadn't thought of before. We could also, um, be, um, besides um, tournaments and you know stream servers and stuff like that, you could also set up um, noob servers, um, like on the um, Squadrons Discord. They could have like uh, a, a noob lobby for yeah, new players that, to match oh, them yeah. uh, to match them up against each other. That's actually a very good. That would idea. be pretty cool, actually. I wonder if they will. I doubt they will have that ready, but it might be worth trying to sort of lobby to get them to add like a level limit or something so you're only allowed to join yep. this server if you're mm-hmm. below level 30 or something that would be pretty cool because then that would be yeah then you could just set up whatever you want you can because obviously there's those like the um the public lobbies like you could just set one up with if you're a low level you can set one up and just sort of hang around for a while and get some friends in and then the, sure. the rest of it will fill up with players who are that level as well so there's yeah there's definitely a lot of potential there well that would be an interesting question to ask them is like what what are some of the requirements that you can set up in the yeah. private servers i mean I, I know we you know you can do you know uh capital ship power levels or you know whatever else but is that going to be part of it it could be a limitation of the game because be they did have like at launch they had the really the difficulty with the matchmaking based on the ranking um so that could be a possibility if they don't have it, but it's definitely something that would make a lot of sense if they do add it because, I mean, Squadrons is really great. It's got great gameplay, fun, but it has a really high floor for like the learning. So yeah. it's definitely one of those things like if you if you stop playing Squadrons for a bit, you're going to suck. <laughs> like Yeah. Um, for the Crater Clash, we actually would jump into dogfights and play like five or six games of dogfights first before we ha- hopped into our training sessions, just because mm. you have to warm up. Yeah. Well, even I actually was playing with my squad yesterday just because we hadn't played since the, the tournament, and we said the same thing. We were like, holy shit, it's been like a week or two, and we are terrible. Like, we've lost every <laughs> bit of skill that we had. So it's, yeah, it's. I think that's the only real issue that I have with... It's not really an issue with the game, but it's like something that just kind of sucks is that the skill curve is just so high that the the very new players compared to the best in the world, it's such a huge gap compared to in, say, Battlefront. Like, if you're pretty new to that, you played for like five hours, you're probably not going to be that much worse as a trooper than the best players, you know what I mean? But in Mm -hmm. this game, it's like... There's just a. They do things that I I couldn't do for after a year of practicing, and that's the the thing that kind of sucks for the newer players. A lot of players will kind of like that. For me, I personally like you know I want to improve. I want to sort of yeah, get definitely. to that level. But for a lot of players, they just want to play with mates and joining a lobby with level two hundreds and 
you just can't even move without dying. That's definitely not going to be fun for anyone, <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. The practice mode is uh, something I've been spending a lot of time in because I want, I want to know how to, I want to, you know, get better at drifting and oh, dude, I suck at drifting. Um, <laughs> the retro drift, I've been, I've been kind of figuring that out. I mean, it, I'm not, I'm not the best at it yet, but I understand the concept and I, you know, it just one of those things it's practice makes perfect but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you said sammy it's some guys don't want to open the game up and go straight into practice mode they yeah. want to find their friends and just go yeah so. yeah it's been a humbling experience i think for all of us <laughs> oh, <laughs> when you yeah. come from starfighter so they're like oh i'm an ace pilot <laughs> yeah. i got here. this um, no <laughs> <laughs> I edited all the footage from um, our different matches and uh, thankfully there was a learning curve for me too and I actually climbed up but uh, the first matches when I edited them I was like okay you sucked mm-hmm. you suck <laughs> the thing with squadrons time, I'm so glad my other my mates from the Rogue Entity first carried me <laughs> you improved you improved in one round I, from what I saw so it's just like Hank is such yeah. a nice person <laughs> thank you boss <laughs> well that's the, the there's three there was three rules that i set for being in the rogue 181st you had to be a good pilot you had to play for the team and you couldn't be a dick <laughs> <laughs> and the three it's still rules. true it is mm-hmm. still true yeah the thing with squadrons is yes it's super hard but man is it so rewarding when you mm. see yourself get better and you you definitely see that um, something that I want to see going forward are some dogfight tournaments. I think that could be really fun because it's just straight skill. I mean, yeah. I would love to see a dogfight tournament on Yavin because that's just like pure, unadulterated. It's you versus the other pilot in their ship. There's nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> that and how long do you want to spend in the gas cloud? <laughs> <laughs> My recommendation, not long. I'm starting to really appreciate Yavin as a map. I'm not going to lie. I yeah, hated I, it. I actually really like, for me, in fleet battles, the ending where they, the mm-hmm. capital ships kind of like get really close and they're, side, they're like side by side, mm-hmm. almost like a, you know, the old pirate ships sort of yeah. like lining up against each other. <laughs> I love that part of it. It's so like, if you're on defense, you sort of push them back and then you can just fly straight in and get straight on offense. I, I love that ending sort of phase of it. The start of it. I always find it a little bit hard, but yeah, mm-hmm. I love the end of it. Every map has like, you learn the map and you can really start getting into it. It's mm-hmm. it's great how everything pairs together. So going on, we had we we mentioned it in the beginning, but what are you guys' thoughts on the content that's being added to the game? So initially, um, when I read the pilot briefing, I didn't even see custom matches. I just saw the the other stuff, and I was just ecstatic about the new starfighters and all that um let alone the private matches but mm-hmm. yeah the the new starfighters and um the new map and i think especially the new components i think that's actually probably the part that i'm most excited about is those um the like shield piercing torpedoes that you can shoot through the shields like that stuff like that that changes the gameplay and it's going to really change the meta of how you attack a capital ship and stuff like that so yeah i, th- I think the private matches alone the actual content itself is just awesome as well mm-hmm. yeah and the um, some of the things that i saw were the, well first off the the two the two ships that they brought <laughs> I, I i remember when the when the game first got announced and they they announced what starfighters are going to be in there 
there was so many people asking for these exact two ships. Mm-hmm. The, it was just like, I, we need, we need the defender. Yeah. And you know, we, I love the B. We got to have these two things. So, and, and apparently they listened. I mean, they, yeah. this whole thing, the components, one of the components that is in there, the, the boost auxiliary, there are some people out there that do some ridiculous things with boosting. I, it, yeah. it, it's like they're skating across the, the map they go one direction and then turn another and just is that flitting around all over the place give them a boost auxiliary for the bomber yeah it's gonna be some crazy (laughs) stuff you're gonna see absolutely ridiculous things so i and i i really want to learn how to use that as well like i said i'm Mm. practicing my boosting and drifting and all that stuff so i'm excited to strap one of those onto a bomber and see what see what we can do i'm very excited for foster haven i must say um i replayed the prologue um, when I learned that it's Foster Haven, um, I need to do that as well. <laughs> it's 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 so interesting to, um, because they, they said in um, the pilot briefing that you can either take it to open space or weave through the um, corridors or tunnels. I'm not sure how they exactly phrased it. Um, so I'm I'm pretty curious if will the Empire be on one side and um, the New Republic on the other? And you have Foster Haven, um, this this stronghold in between. Yeah. So you actually have to go through the tunnels um, to get to the other side that or you go really up top awesome. or you go low. Um, lots of possibilities, I think. It's, it's a very different map from what we have if this is true, that you can, you know, approach from two angles, either in open space or through these tunnels. If you could actually fly through the tunnels to get to the other side and dogfight there, <laughs> it's going to be crazy. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be Whoa. so good. That would be so awesome. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm excited. Those those dogfights on that map would be really fun. So, mm. question for you guys. Do you prefer dogfights or the fleet battles? Oh, rough one. Um, well, fleet battles has its you know good moments and bad Um Dogfights is uh, definitely a lot of fun. I, I guess I'd have to say uh, fleet battles because there's you know it, it, there's an ob- objective, a push and pull. Um, you have uh, you know the the amount of comms and and where you know that you know hey we got to do this thing or or you know we don't get that. And whereas in in dogfight, it's more of a well, first off, it's unranked, so there's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of pressure there. So, yeah, I, I guess for for relaxation, in air quotes there, relaxation purposes, I think the dogfights are like, you know, hey, let's just go do that to decompress. Whereas the if you want the intensity and if you get a good match, you want the intensity, then the fleet battles is the way to go. So uh, I guess I didn't answer your question. I like them both. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's, um, I don't know, It's I, I'm more of a fleet battles guy with the team. Like, it's it's such mm-hmm. a fun game mode to play, and, like, it's so team-based. Like, we've had a few games where we, we're not, none of us are, like, individually really skilled at the game, but as a team, we just work really well together, and we've come up against some really good players, but they're not working as well as a team and we're just playing you know really strong as a team and it, it works out and those are the really really fun games but like Hank said the the dog fights are a bit more um just yeah relaxing and I can just jump if I've got 
half an hour to play, I can just jump on and play a couple of dogfights and play solo and stuff. So I'd say Fleet Battles are probably my favorite, but I'm, I'm still a fan of dogfights for sure. For me, it's actually two very different games almost because it's, it's the same game mechanics, it's the same ships, it's the same maps, obviously. But when the game came out, I actually only played uh, dogfights. I hadn't played um, a single game of ranked fleet battles when I got invited to create a clash. <laughs> <laughs> Learning um, curve was high for that guy. <laughs> so he did it. Um, he did it. <laughs> yeah, thanks to you guys. Um, the thing is, dogfights feels very different. Um, like you all said, now it's just you jump straight in and have a good time. Um, while fleet battles is all about team play, and I enjoy that the most. I think Fleet Battles is my favorite because when we all play together, if you have a group of five people, um, it's so intense and communication is so important, team play, and I really like like that. Yeah, I, I greatly enjoyed my time with uh, the Fleet Battles in the Creator Clash and Operation Ace, but I think usually when I hop in the game, I go straight for dogfights. That's just something I enjoy more. It's one of those things like it's not a huge time commitment, it's fun too because you can feel yourself improving really quickly, which I greatly enjoy. Yeah, I think that's that's the my only issue with fleet battles is like you got to you got to sit there for a session and play. You can't really. I mean, you can just play one game, but if I'm going to play fleet battles, it's I'm sitting there for two hours to play. If I'm just jumping on quickly, then it's always dogfights for me. Mm-hmm. And then final thing for this episode before we uh, close it down, what do you guys see for the future? of squadrons going forward what are you what are your hopes now that we've got basically the biggest biggest ones for the game we've got now what do you guys see going forward uh that's a tough one um i literally like three days ago i didn't expect we'd ever get another update but (laughs) after they're doing this like I, i don't know they could do more updates i have no idea um as for just the general future i think i think that like the competitive scene is going to start to sort of flourish a little bit more and it'll almost like carry the game a bit because obviously the player base is fairly small and it's not it's not really the type of game that's like a casual game it seems like most people playing there are obviously some casual players but most of the people playing seem to be like you know grinding their ranks and Mm -hmm. trying to improve and stuff so i think um the you know with more tournaments and stuff like that i think that's going to become like the the lifeblood of the game in a way where most people not all but most people are going to be you know practicing for tournaments or just generally trying to rank up and get better and stuff so yeah all this content is just really i mentioned it in one of my videos but it's secured the future for the game like there was no real future for the game that i saw and now this is i'll be playing this for years now definitely yeah i i i don't know but i i know that for one thing for sure it the level of excitement in the Rogue 181st is is pretty high. And, I mean, we were off doing our own thing after the boredom of Starfighter Assault just got to be too much. We, um, everybody just went off and did other things. But now we're, you know, the, the squadron's actually coming to coming back together. It's, it's it, you know, everybody's excited to play together. We're, we've already planned a civil war for this coming weekend. We had... Um, we had one last weekend, and it's just a Q snipe uh, the way we're doing it. But I I suspect that it's going to solidify squadrons, um, and I, by that I mean clans, and it may generate a lot of interest on people 
grouping up together and doing get you know it, it it'll increase the amount of squadrons that we have in squadrons mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. uh people yeah, are just sure. going to be you know the excitement level uh, just the sheer volume of my twitter exploding yesterday <laughs> and, and everybody going bonkers about this thing it just and i watched the subreddit for squadrons went from i think it was forty six thousand to they may be close to 50 now i suspect that there's going to be a lot of squads showing up and you know yeah. they're gonna they're gonna play together they're gonna look for people to play against and the thing about that is that they can they can find somebody that is at their level and they can have these knock down drag out fleet battles that are just you know epic and mm. so it yeah i i think the the flurry is going to happen in december and we'll see what it looks like next march i guess and then it with Depending on how the success of this update goes, I I suspect we'll probably see more stuff, and mm. I can't wait. I it this is super exciting. It really is. I personally think even if we don't get any updates, um, this kind of makes sure um, that Star Wars Quadrants will be played by those who um, to whom it was intended in the first place, to the Starfighter pilot dreaming people. Um, that had the uh, this game in their hearts and because they can now match up with other people and play with their friends in in private matches and stuff like that i think um, it will be the hardcore starfighter fans will play this until some, a new game comes out that you know caters to the same group and mm-hmm. like you said hank um i'm just glad we can keep on doing um, competitions, tournaments, and stuff like that to keep the group together. If you're from a, a squadron, from a clan perspective, this is perfect. Definitely. Because even if no new players are attracted to the game because the game doesn't get any updates anymore, the thing is still there for us. We can still play, and that's awesome. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got the core down very well. It's It works... It's consistent and strong, so I'm super, super hopeful for the future. I definitely, I definitely see the game surviving a lot longer now that we've got uh, private matches, and it's the future's looking bright for Star Wars Squadrons. I'm super pumped for it. I, I hope I, I can definitely see a future if the esports community is super strong and vibrant. We could possibly see more content, like Hank was saying, to the game. Uh, we we saw the the strength of the community outpour for private matches, strong proponents being uh, Boomstick and Operation Ace, and the Creator Clash with uh, Ark and Sammy. Like, it's it's a bright future. This podcast, I mean, we we mentioned private matches in every episode of the Uplink. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm super super excited for the future. And I think the good thing um, with this game is that they didn't um, exaggerate when they said they would deliver a finished game. I mean, yes, there were a couple of bugs that were annoying, but all in all, this is probably the smoothest launch I've seen by a game in a while. Um, and mm. for esports, it's very well balanced as well. Um, mm-hmm. And the last weeks, they did really solidify that as well. Because in terms of esports, it's important that, I don't know, the Empire and the New Republic are almost balanced. Otherwise, you know, the team that gets the Empire always wins. Or the <laughs> yeah, that was very and true. And I think they did that very good. Um, 
in my opinion. I mean, there are some balancing issues, of course, there always be. People will always find a, a way to abuse certain things, but they've been on top of this as well. I mean, look at the um, the last update that reworked the AI paths and um, mm -hmm. basically stopped AI farming. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to how how they move forward with this. And you know, they're they're like like Wolf said, there's there's little things that they're going to be fixing, and I think you know they they said that they're going to be doing some um, ranking adjustments and uh, uh, matchmaking adjustments coming up in the next update and it's just going to get better i mean you know it, it, the game's only been out a month and a half it's crazy loud. to it's, think about it's, it's brand new and the amount of excitement that people are mm. are, are showing for it just uh yeah it's really cool it's so cool uh, um, uh, one thing before i forget um the through the creator clash tournament i i was uh flabbergasted at the the kindness and um of the community and you know how how people were respectful of each other and it was just uh, a breath of fresh air to to see something like that and i got to give it to to you guys that you know it it was very heartening to be part of that and it was a pleasure and an honor so thank you very much it was definitely great to see with like um there's always the chance with say like 16 youtubers that there's going to be like egos involved and people complaining about like oh that's not fair we should have won whatever but like every single match it was just everyone would play their games if you lost gg guys well done blah blah blah. and everyone was just so like nice and humble to each other which yeah it was amazing to see because we we knew it would go well because everyone involved we, we sort of know them all and they're all great people but there's always that chance that some people are going to get sort of salty and whatever but no just yeah everyone was so so like great throughout it so it was great lore to see. star lore star is a superstar I yeah mad, mad respect <laughs> for that dude man oh yeah tell tell him about that one wolf <laughs> yeah i was um in in round two when we went up against avenger in his squad <laughs> in the first game and while we were still playing lorster would uh, check in at the discord um Lorstar was our opponent uh, that round and um ask you guys sammy and akros that we get um another match instead of that and it was just phenomenal and not only that but he came back to my stream to have me actually let me know that um, we get another match. And that was just awesome. Thank you. <laughs> what a legend. Excellent, guys. Thank you once again for hopping on the podcast. It's always great to have you guys on. Thanks for dropping in, uh, Hank. Good to have you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thanks Thanks for uh, thanks for letting me. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> it's going to be a good future for Star Wars Squadrons. Stay tuned to this podcast for continued coverage of all things Star Wars video games.